Hey, we're live, by the way. Sorry, I've just realised it's gone live now. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Uh, And, oh, God, uh, that whole page didn't crash. Oh, that's all good. That's all cool. And, okay. And who knows? Jeff apparently has got internet again. So we'll see if that works. Where, where does he live? Papakura. <laughs> South Auckland. South South Auckland. Is that Papakura? Yes. Well, what do you call it? Is he? No, he's Pookie. Pookie, really. Pookie what? Pukekoe. Sorry. Where's that? South Auckland. South South no. Auckland. But it's on South. the. It, what are you going to call it? On yeah, I know. I'm I'm in South Auckland, but then those guys now think they're South Auckland. But Pookie was always. Um, uh, what were you going to call it? Semi-rural? Rural? Mm. Oh, they grow a lot of vegetables in Pukeko and there's a racetrack. A lot of onions. Hell of a lot of onions. You used to be able to buy a bottle of milk at the local dairy and they'd give you a free uh, bag of onions. <laughs> when I lived down there, briefly. So, uh, you know. It's, uh, worth it. <laughs> we're, we're definitely worth it. Um, but uh, he is not that far. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's yeah. up to. Off topic, not on topic. The older <laughs> I get, the more I like onions <laughs> and mushrooms. Anyway, yeah. good combination too. Good yeah. combination. Yeah. yeah, and the mushrooms up here at anyway seem to be popping out of the uh, fields. They um, will be in the moment, warm and yeah. wet. Oh, I should go looking for them. We yeah. get quite a lot through the gun range, actually. Funnily enough. Ah, yeah. I went up to yeah. Balnagown and there was um, mushrooms everywhere up there. So. Uh, and of course, no, that page has crashed. So I'm just going to go over here and she's got to stay. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm gonna go. She should come on. It'd be cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So if anybody listening would like Cassie to come on, um, please just put a comment in and we'll try and Facebook comment. But I don't know. Whatever. We, we only had, I think there was two female shooters on Saturday. Yeah. I think maybe one. I'm not hundred percent sure whether she was shooting on Saturday. Su- on Sunday, sorry, one on Sunday. I'm not 100% sure she was shooting or whether she was just tagging along. Yep. Um, shoot on the other side of the hill from me. Um, so, yeah, so more at events would be good, actually. I had, because uh, I went back up and did the licensing on the Sunday in Hamilton, I had six ladies along to do their license um, mm-hmm. application, which would have to be a new record, I suppose, for percentages. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, that was very cool. Um, I would normally, I'll always have couple of females along it's quite normal but this was just noticeable and that I, I can normally pick out if a woman walks into the room i can probably guess you know her name but yeah. um there was so many of them that's like nope can't do that today we're gonna have to id get you all you know do it that way so yeah 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 but I yeah you're we, right we even talked i mean simon and i talked about maybe even <clears throat> if it gets to the point where there's a half a dozen or something yeah um female competitors we might even look at maybe doing a like a best ladies trophy oh yeah um which would probably i imagine would be averaged across all classes so yep. it, it wouldn't be necessarily class specific like it would just be a series of um yeah anyway but yeah so it's something we could do if, if we do get more female interest oh look I, I was in a squad as it turned out with all left-handers so i would like your own vision for <coughs> that's mathematically well. impossible it is, it, you, it, you would think it would be mathematically impossible, wouldn't you? Until we suddenly noticed that, yeah. Well, actually, no. One of the guys was shooting a right-handed gun, but the rest of us, yeah, we're all we're all lefties shooting left. Yeah. Um. And like, I, I actually asked Simon, and I knew he had it, but I gave him stick. I'm like, "Have you like intentionally squatted us together?" He's like, "No." 
but yeah, mm. so yeah. Um, yeah, Sean, Steve, and um, Andrew, all lefties. Yeah. Oh, it looks like we may be getting Cassie on. Oh, oh, there yeah. you go. <clears throat> it was your, your, I don't know, pleading. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Hi, Blair. Blair. I know. So um, for the folks who are tuning in, as I kind of said in the, the title of it, this is, um, well, not primarily, but I guess the, the, the loose subject is the um, Tarada uh, medium range shoot uh, after action report. So um, <laughs> Graham, myself, maybe Cassie, Jeff is busy packing bags. Matt might float around. Well, actually, Matt wasn't there, but um, but yeah, we, we all went down to a shoot or up to a shoot or sideways to a shoot in Tarata over the weekend. Um, but Simon, one of the Gillis practical shooting events. events. Um, so yeah, I thought we'd catch up and have a talk about it. Um, so shortest target was 10 metres. Longest target was... 550 or did he have a 600 there uh around 600 I around 600 yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah which is a good uh, it's a good a good uh i kind of like the maximum distance being under that 700 600 mark um, yeah yeah and, and with the wind we had it was still challenging um even out yes yeah yeah both well, days the wind seemed the same if not a little worse on the sunday so it was actually quite good that um if you competed in a class on one day as a as <coughs> competitively um a score uh -huh. on the opposite day would be very similar hello there cassie hello hello um oh and games no there he is here we go how did i do that i don't know oh, how go. did you do that hello cassie i went the wrong hello. way on the have you ever Quite been on a facebook live video before cassie no this would be my first Oh well. Oh, have good. you have you ever had the luck to be into a Zoom meeting? Oh yeah, plenty. Yeah. Same same. <laughs> yeah. Same same with extra people watching, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're just we're just talking about the shoot. So it was run over two days. Um. He ran three. Is he calling them divisions? He is calling them divisions. Class. Yeah. Classes. Thank you. So mm. a hunter's class, which had a, a modified um course of fire and then the practical and the open and the main difference between the practical and the open was the equipment you were able to use that open was absolutely anything practical was still keeping it down to a shooting bag and basically no tripods no big gamer bags or anything major like that but the same course of fire that the open guys were shooting so i was just there for the one day i shot open on the saturday graham you did practical on the saturday and open on the sunday Ah, cool. And then yep. Cassie, did you you shot hunter or practical? Practical on Saturday. Yep. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So um, I don't know. How do you want to start? What uh, overall thoughts of the shoot, Graham? Should Should we introduce Cassie first? Oh, okay. Cassie. Hi, Cassie. <laughs> Hello. Well, I don't. I don't know. I'm just, no one's ever introduced me. Well, we all know who you are, and they know who I am. Fine, we're okay. Putting shit up on the net all the time. But. Fine. Cassie. So uh, some of the, uh, well, I would say I, I would introduce you in reference to Jeff, but Jeff never manages to get on here anyway, so no one will know his face either. He so, just told me he's supposed to be on these things. 
He's useless. So you've replaced them now, basically. Um, yeah, and get him, keep him and packing improve. the bag. So um, some of the folks will know Jeff from uh, running Gunrack and uh, or the Gunrack, and um, seeing him around at various shoots and bits and pieces. And then Cassie is um, partner in crime, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. So this was your was this your first Tarata shoot, or had you? Yes. It was. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, and previous to that, had you done, I'm just trying to remember, I've seen you around in shoots, but have, have you done many of the field shoots other than that? Or was it sort of the I've first big done, field shoot? First big field shoot. I think yeah. I've done two with Simon, um, with the 22, oh, okay. um, previously. Yeah. So bit of, bit of mix, but definitely this is my first center fire. Um, so some of the guys would have seen Jeff was putting a rig together. I think he managed to put a rig together a couple of days before you heading down, yeah. um, which is very, Unusual. well, it's, as I say to people, it's a very Auckland thing to do. We kind of, you know, I pulled my <laughs> gun out of the stock the night before and put a new rail on it and we'll just mess yeah. with stuff. So, um, but you got down the night before down to Graham's, I believe, and got a couple of rounds through it. So at least you weren't yep. turning up completely having not shot the thing. Which, no. <laughs> which believe, some, which... Yeah, Phoebe did, and she kicked butt. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She had it, which is strange because she lives on the gun range. <laughs> and she'd never, she hadn't shot since we shot a pre-raw little small shoot at Simon's before COVID locked us down back in March. So first weekend in March or something. And then she'd never shot the rifle. Um, yeah, so she did pretty well, actually, too. She ended up third on the first day of hunter class she got bumped back to fifth after the sunday but um she shot very well actually um yeah. so yeah she, she had the least practice out of anyone poor girl but uh <laughs> yeah she did awesome had, had to look after the little screaming child um, <laughs> some practice yeah but you, you you did quite well in the 22 events didn't you cassie you, sh you got a top five or a top 10 at Tokoro so, yeah top i think i got top 10 in Tokoro last time yeah yeah and i remember it being quite good that's awesome yeah and it was a very yeah, competitive, the hunter class was very competitive at the last Tokoro too. It was yeah, there's hunter. a lot of people, yep. Yeah, which is normally the opposite. Normally hunters has less, so that was cool mm. to see actually. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the split this year between the hunter and the open? I suppose I could actually bring the results up and look at this, but it seemed to be, I tell you. there seemed to be a fair whack of people doing split between all the divisions actually, uh, classes. Yeah, I, I, I know on the Sunday there was, well, I don't know, but... I observed quite a few hunter competitors on the Sunday, um, and from what appeared to be new shooters too, I've seen several okay. new faces, which was good because normally we get the same sort of crew of guys at most of the events. Um, and also, funnily enough, a lot of suppressors on the Sunday, which was good. Um, <laughs> I a very noisy of, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it was noisy on Saturday, so it was nice to. Yeah. Um, like our squad was all suppressed bar one on the Saturday. Um, but it is really nice when nearly everyone's suppressed. just makes it much more pleasant. Um, we, we had the one with the 6.5 PRC braked. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, it's fine. People, if, if people want to do it, it's, it's fine. It's just, yeah, a little bit less noise ain't a bad thing. Uh, I, I start, I mean, I haven't shot enough 6.5 PRC to really compare, but I do kind of like we, uh, what are we today? Thursday, Tuesday, I had a guy turn up with a seven more rim and a lightweight carbon fiber stock and he had a break on it. And I think mm. a suppressor might've 
you know, a break was reducing that recoil a bit more than I think a, a suppressor would have. So in his case, it was suitable. But yeah, the clear sinus is pretty good. Yeah. You, you were very careful where you set up your spotting scope. I'll put it that way. You don't yes. put it up into yeah. the uh, baffles. Or, or, your, the, um, or your lab radar. Uh, yeah, he, we did knock that over once accidentally. <laughs> so, so Cassie, for your for a big uh, for your first um, field shoot on a uh, centerfire side of things, um, what were your sort of initial impressions? I guess with a group of folks heading up to shoot a pile of guns on top of a hillside. Um, I didn't really have. I, I'd obviously I've seen a lot of pictures and I'd heard a lot about it, so I kind of had a little bit of an idea of what to expect, and I kind of psyched myself up for it leading up to it um but it wasn't i think having shot the 22s previously with simon set up um i wasn't as surprised um with all the rigs and everything but it was it was such good fun like it was it was challenging um especially for me who's yeah not been behind the um center fire competitively um before Mm. but um i don't know it just it really suited the terrain and the the weather was perfect. So it, yep. it, I couldn't have, it couldn't have been a better experience in terms of getting every element added to it. I think it's a, a, a good point you bring up though, for people who are unsure about getting into a field shoot where you still talk to people where they're kind of nervous about this going mm-hmm. out and shooting. And I suppose, especially, yes, there's a big group of guys, got a lot of guns, there's all sorts of stuff going on. That one of the 22 shoots that um, Simon, um, Graham, or when we finally get around to it again, we put it put on is a real good intro to it because it's, you know, the, there's it's not the big guns, literally. The, the distance is shorter, which is even though it's trickier maybe with a 22 shooting out to distance, but what is equally tricky, um, but it's perceived easier. It's a really great intro. And then going on to the centerfire ones where you get the, um, uh, the big guns out, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, you get a lot more, you get a lot more technical and um, the details are a lot more important. Mm. We also had some quite new cool props as well that Simon had come up with. Um, yeah using some of the logs and stuff it was pretty cool well that, that was cool it's been cool watching sort of the evolution of even just slight tweaks with stages after you've shot a few and you've shot the stage a few times kind of like is this going to be the same and no there was just a few changes here and there that um kind of went oh right i gotta just kind of just make sure and rethink and i can't you know can't i think assume. the only one that was this that's very much the same as the running stage the dash it. it but there's a reason it's the same i think because it's hard for everyone. Like very few people ever clear mm. it. Yeah. And so, like I can, I shot it twice, and I managed to get five out of six both times. But I, I just can't run fast enough to. Did um, uh, I'm actually going to get up the results here, so I can stop kind of asking. But do you know if anyone actually uh, cleared it? I don't this year. think anyone did. I think we had the one year, and I've just I've got a mind blank. Oh, but I know in the hunter class it was cleared, but that was only okay. four hits. Gotcha. Rather than six. Because um. uh, I know one year, Han, and I've forgotten his name, but Hans's boy actually managed to clear the stage. which yeah. was Simon can fin- clear it. Fin- He's got a video of himself it. clearing it. Um, yeah. I think I just can't move fast enough. I have been practicing uh, how I get up off the ground. And- <laughs> it's funny, but you never practice that. You? you never, you just sort of lie down or you just get up and, but you never sort of practice how do I get up, leave the rifle pointed, hopefully at target, 
yep. if you shoot the same target again in a safe sort of manner and then turn, run, and then come back down and get down behind the rifle in a kind of fundamentally manner, sound yeah. Well, um, that, that was the thing because I, again, find when I've got guys out shooting, we can get guys shooting accurately, but then you tell them to stand up behind their rifle and then get behind their rifle relatively mm. quickly. And it's like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. I need my my time to figure all this out. But in a dash at stage, yeah, you're, you're all but diving behind that rifle and, and not hoping you're trying to do something so it comes up pretty close to target. Yeah, I think that there's a way to, like the targets aren't particularly small. They're not big, but they're not small. Yeah. So you have got so much... Uh, fudge factor in the if if you let the you you, you think you're letting it off in the middle of target but your your breathing's bad because you you're you're running um hopefully it's your uh, cone of fire is still smaller than that target and you can yep. you can hit it as the idea um yeah like I said I practice it again I was just practicing with the twenty two um at like one hundred fifty meters just to, nothing hard but um just running but not as well but Tirada's got that strange little you're in the dip and you got to run out of it, which really throws your run off. Drop a gear down and try and get up there yeah. and then get running. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. good actually. It's it's a it's a, <laughs> it's it's a bit of a prick, so it's quite fun. What what was your favourite stage, Kathy, from all twelve? Then I I really liked the um, the moving target, the rig that they had set up there. That was cool. I, you I hit was it. Just you hit it, didn't you? I managed to get it once. Yep. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Do you know how many once, times um, I hit that on this Saturday? I know. Zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you in a moment. <laughs> oh, you don't even need to check. It's zero. <laughs> no, less I just less the, than the Phoebe, cool. apparently. <laughs> yeah, Phoebe had yeah. it. She might have even hit it twice, did she? Yeah, I was going to say, she hit it more than once. Yeah. Kerry uh, uh, can fact check me. I'm che- yeah, well, there's 13. So what, I can't remember what the score was. So she must have hit a couple of times. Mark, I did he hit did. it three, four times? He had it four. He had it more than anybody yeah. in the competition. Yeah. While we're on the topic of my good friend Mark, yeah. he won practical class for the whole weekend. He did too. Yes. So, well, so, so, Chris, Christians uh, was not first. Like on the, we thought on the day there's a um, problem with scoring. So, my good friend Mark, um, with his minimum twelve power scope, with an F class reticle <laughs> of all things, which I saw, I told him you got to take that off, Mark. It's going to be horrendous. <laughs> Uh, and his, his magpul bipod because he couldn't be put bothered putting on his atlas. He <laughs> he, he kicked everyone's ass. <laughs> yeah, and so he hit that on twelve power of the moving target, which would have been quite a feat to be honest. Yeah, no, I, saw, I saw that photo. Did he shoot it sitting? Prone, I believe. Oh, I think it was. Pro- I think it was prone. Maybe I'm looking at a different photo of him shooting the tank. Yeah, mate, oh, you could be right. I was, I was in the squad, but yeah. So he 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 won, which is um awesome. Um, he he said it's amazing what a little bit of practice before a competition will do. Um, he, he he normally just shoots pigs and stuff. So um, it is amazing. So I uh, suppose it's a good point. The results. So we had Mark. He came first in the practical. Ian mm-hmm. Hughes first in open, and then Hunter was where am I? Was it Hans or Malcolm? Mitch. Mitch. Oh, sorry, it's a Sunday shooter. Yep. Sunday shooter. Yep. So, um, which I haven't actually seen the Sunday scores really, but yeah. So, uh, congratulations to all those, mind you. Congratulations to everyone. I mean, anyone who turns up and actually is willing to actually go out and shoot, I think, is a, a big thing. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. 
I had a bit of a mare of a, my first two stages were just oh god. And I started on oh, I started on the mover, and I was like, okay, that sucks. That's a good start, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I thought, no, nah, I did a bunch of math, and I I figured out like I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out, and I thought, <laughs> I was like, because I'm the first shooter, right? What's the distance from where it comes past the first indicator from where you can shoot to the end? How am I going to measure that? I can't. So what I did is I um I thought, hey, there's a, f- a new fence in front of it. So I counted the battens in the fence. And then I turned around and I counted how many battens between the post on the fence behind me because there were new fences. So And I worked out how many metres this thing was travelling. Worked out a rough speed off the top of my head. So I, th- I was like, yeah, I, got, I think I've got that pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> I dial. Unbeknown to me, instead of dialing like 0.4 or whatever, I dialed 2.8. Right. Anyway, I'm full of confidence. I've been practicing all year. Bang. Everyone goes, it's high. I'm like, all right, bring it down. Touch. Bang. High. Bring it down a little more. Bang. And I'm bringing it down like towards the bottom of the plate. Yep. Finish the stage. And they're like, it's way high. And then I look at my turret and I've got 2.7 mils or whatever on. So I'm I'm several meters up yeah. the paddock. You're trying to shoot the... Uh... Uh, it's like 600 meter dope or whatever it is. Yeah, I remember with the six millimeter. And so, but my first stage, right off the bat, I'm just I'm completely hashed it. And then everyone else in the squad gets at least two hits. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark, Mark got four. I think Carl might have got three or two. And Phoebe got two. And I was like, oh god! I was like, All right, get my head in the game. I can recover from this. <laughs> Go to the tanks, tank traps. So I was also providing Phoebe with dope. Now she had some manual cards, but I was providing it off my phone. Go to that stage. I shoot second, and I, I missed the first one just over the top, and I'm like, oh, "That's weird." And I shoot again, hit it. I just adjust, dial up for the. It was like 450 meters or something. Shoot, and then Carl goes, "Oh, you're a, like a mil high." And I'm like, "How the heck am I a mil high?" So I just bring it down, um, hold low, ready, right? And I managed to scavenge, maybe get 50, 60 percent points on the stage. And then afterwards, I look at my dope, and I'd use Phoebe's dope. A six by three <laughs> rather than six millimeter Creedmoor, and there's a huge velocity difference here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, her Creedmoor is a shorter barrel Creedmoor, whereas I've got a twenty six inch anyway. So, hence the one mil difference, which is a lot. Um, so now I'm two stages behind, but and I managed to sort of recover after that, and I managed to get a few points. So I got six mm, over fifty percent for the day, which isn't bad, um, but. It just man, it just put me in a the, a bad headspace straight off the bat. To be honest, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but I, and then I was going to shoot Hunter the next day, uh, but I thought, nah, I want to kind of redeem myself, so I shot open. But I didn't have enough projectiles to load another hundred rounds of six millimeter. I only had like seventy. Um, so Mark, number one, Mark, come to the rescue with a few boxes of American Gunner. So I um got my Bagara out of the safe. Swap the Delta Strike scope on that night, zeroed it, relabrated everything, and I went shot open the next day. And I did quite well, but the the points don't count on Sunday because I'd already shot the course before. But I redeemed myself in some sense anyway, and um, come out with a pretty good score on the Sunday. But it, unfortunately, Saturday is where it counted. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was good to to make less mistakes anyway. Yeah. They actually have a very competitive score. Um, yeah. Excellent. 
Yeah. Well, I, I managed a, I think a zero stage. I know I had a just the bungles were were all my own fault, really. I mean, I, I had some where wind was that was simply it. The first round, the wind just put you off the side, and then you got back on there. I was quite comfortable in seeing those impacts and adjusting. But if your first wind calls out, you're off. You know. Um, I had one stage where I decided to dial from the longer target and then dial back down and I left as I think, oh no, it was Michael I bumped in. I managed to, I was meant to come down from whatever it was, 2.5 to 0.7 mil, but I managed to just dial down and round it up to 1.7 mil. So again, it was just going straight over the top of it. Yeah. So an immediate, you know, you put a couple around like I'm way high, something's wrong. And then you kind of look at afterwards like, well, that's kind of obvious. Um, and then, of course, I, I did the good old trick of um, lining up a 10-meter uh, target on full zoom in the scope yep. and not being able to find anything at all. On the paper stage? On the paper stage, yeah. 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 So I came up. <laughs> the one thing I did note, and I, I don't know if this is just like he's like voodooing me or something, but it seems to be all the stages I really cocked up badly. I just, without fail, had Simon over my shoulder. I don't know what it was. He would always just turn up <laughs> just before I did something really, really stupid. I'm just like, ah. Oh. Ah, oh, g'day Simon. Good to see you again. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff will be with you on that one the whole yes. day. Any time Jeff was about to screw up, he was there waiting. In fact, on the on the um, the moving target, after I had shot, and after um, the other guy Brad, now our um, squad had shot, Simon made an adjustment, and it sped up so fast. He had almost <laughs> no chance. <laughs> He only got a couple of rounds off before it hit the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the whole, it was one of those things. And it was funny, I was talking to a few people afterwards as well, and they were generally, they um, would say, you know, the, the main issue they had was keeping the head in the game for the whole day. And that by the end of the stay, end of the day, you know, they were just a bit tired and weren't maybe just quite onto it and thinking things through. And you know, it was, it was their go to come up on the stage and they hadn't quite figured out what they should be doing. And then another stage, they get their brain back into it and you know, do everything properly. So, um, you know, it's it's mentally taxing as well. You're out there for quite a few hours. Yeah, we've talked about it previously, but I I put a big effort in because I have that issue. I get worn out. Um, yeah mostly from dehydration and not eating um, or sunburn and proper body cover. So I'd put a big effort into having plenty of water snacks, like kind of okay snacks, you know, like um, sunblock. And also I went out and got some new lightweight full body clothing just mm-hmm. to try to keep the sun off me as best I could. Um, so yeah, I'd make sure after each stage I drank more water than I wanted to. Uh, I had some little like beer stick type, salami things um music bars nuts and i just tried to keep up that um that intake because generally i won't eat bugger all and it, after a long day I, I i suffer um especially by that last stage you know you cooked so um it, it actually helped and i actually felt reasonably good and then at the end of the day and then at the end of the sunday i still felt good with a full another day shooting um but i don't think everybody does that it sort of it took me a, a bunch of competitions to learn to keep myself in good nick um because like you say you won't make the, the smart decisions on what order you shoot targets in or mm. or doing what i did and dialing wrong albeit this when i was at my freshest yeah well um, yeah but <laughs> yeah but, but takes you a stage to get your well. brain in the game and then you've got to try and keep it in there for the the next you know. yeah 
now you're just throwing stuff across the room anyway. Just, so just i just iPads and stuff. Just iPads, just You've got screens everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I after my little spiel online and doing my video of making sure everyone drank enough water and you know the long shirts and everything, I managed to forget to put sunscreen on. So by the end of the day, I was redneck in the truest sense, and the ears yeah. were they go red anyways, but they were burning. But drank heaps of water, forgot all the the twelve kgs of jerky I made the night before. I left all that in my truck, so brought some of that down and gave a pile to Christian afterwards. Yeah, but you know, other than that, yeah, same thing. It was um, a case of just making sure you just drank and snacked and kept everything going, really, because uh, yeah. I don't know. Cass, yeah. How was your water management program? Did you have a plan beforehand <laughs> between you and Jeff as to who would drink? Uh, and how, you know? I'm, I'm a bit of a Hitler when it comes to um, keeping hydrated and snacking because yeah. I'm useless without a snack and, and some water. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I keep on them. I probably probably pisses them off, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Take a knee. Suck down some water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And sunscreen as well. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm pasty and I need sunscreen, so I was glad I covered up this time. I was going to wear a singlet, but um, yeah. made the change last minute, and it was worth it. <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. It's. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Have to think about it. No, no, and I have to say, my my um, first light that shirt I picked up was fantastic. I managed to wear my my optimistic shirt a t-shirt over it most of the day as well, which was good because that just got covered in the sheep poo, which was yeah. one of the other highlights of the day actually. Um, at the barbecue yeah. afterwards, the amount of people who just had like basically shit stains all over them. <laughs> yeah, they, I think that it was that stage with all the tangle of uh, logs and sticks into a yeah a, a form of like teepee barricade and the sheep because it got set up the weekend before the sheep decided to uh, sleep in behind it for most of the week. Mm. So it also, yeah, the, the, <laughs> there was a lot of sheep shit <laughs> in that stage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was a good stage as well. I did like the... the yep, excellent. Not quite natural, but putting it all together. So you're shooting on and around the, the, the branches and, and that side of it. Um, I don't think... I don't remember doing very well in it because I certainly didn't get through half of the positions but looking at it I was like yeah some of those positions you wouldn't have been able to see all the targets and I can see that would have tripped people up as well yeah there was I got I can't remember what I got on Saturday on Sunday I got I think it was there's eight you required eight hits I think I got seven before I yep. timed out um, but I think one of them was quite hard at the bottom you had to do a bit of bit of thinking um, yeah yeah yeah, you definitely had to choose your have a look and, and choose what you were going to go with before you started. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a, there was one I was like, all right, well, obviously that's the low one. You're going to shoot at that long target because it's the prone. It's one you, then I looked at it and went, I don't think you're going to be able to see that long target from there anyway. And because there was another branch in there. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I hope no one scuffed up their nice, you know, walnut stocks and uh, everything on those but then it's a field shoot so you know yeah you gotta, things get scratched uh, things get scratched yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, it's just like yeah. uh how do we all go on the know your limits because i think that was one of my favorite stages i don't uh, once i i didn't clear it um i think i believe jeff had a mirror actually didn't he yes <laughs> yep. as usual he, he, <laughs> he's consistent it's a consistent yeah. year. Yeah. Um, he got, I think he got six and yeah. then zero. Six oh, or yeah. zero, something to that effect. Yeah. 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 
but it, it was interesting watching that one because um yeah i got along i got along and then went right i'll go that next one shot just off the edge i'm like ah, oh. so quickly switched back and i think um just got on got your groove on and just got back up to where it needed to be because i was like i can get those other ones no problem and then just stopped but yeah it was i saw a few people do that and then they, they would get frustrated so suddenly they'd miss the first one and you're like yeah. slow down breathe you've already done this once you've got to yeah your time but just just keep up and and um yeah go back through and do what you've already done so um yeah that was uh frustrating but good because it was it was one where i could get a bit of rapid fire going on which i kind of enjoy i had a good run at it on the saturday um mm-hmm. i think i just went through to five or something and then just stopped yep yep that's good enough um you know logging more than 50 percent of points that kind of thing but on the sunday i this is my bad stage for the sunday i was i was uh i, w- I went through i think i got to five or something and then i missed and i seen my shot was about 0.4 off i had 0.4 of too much wind on yep but i took 0.4 off for what i thought was off and then go back and and then ian from hardy who I was shooting with that day he said oh yeah you're you're you need to take 0.4. He called me 0.4 too much again. So I took another 0.4 off. So by this point, I'm at well at zero, right? Yeah. And I'm like missing the first one. And then I'm out of time. And what I'd been doing was dialing uh, more wind on rather than off. So I ended up with right. 0.8 too much on top of my original wind call. So I was getting Hitting sitting the target. Close to the target. I, was, I was getting further away, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a bloody... <sighs> and then just afterwards, you're like, why did I do that? That's so simple. I should have stuck with my original wind I dialed on, which was quite a lot because it was pretty windy, and then uh, use my reticle to uh, to fine-tune, But um, which is what I normally do, but uh, just, just, a, just a slip up. And I should have listened to the clues I was being given by... Ian, who's an accomplished shooter, I get one open. Like he's, he's very, and I wasn't taking the clues in. And like you said, with about other shooters, I was getting a little bit um, frustrated. I guess mm-hmm. why am I hitting? This isn't a particularly hard shot. Yep. Um, you know, yeah. So it was just stupid mental things um, and me not paying attention um, and sort of stopping and going, why am I not hitting this target? Um, um, so my own fault, 100%. Um, yeah, something it, I need to work on. <laughs> I think the stage times that Simon sets, they're not super brutal. Dash it can be kind of brutal, but a lot of them, if you at least stop and realise you're doing something wrong, you kind of have time to reset and sort it and get some points. Yes, and, and I did. Yeah. yeah so it, it was yeah. me being, and I talked with over it with Ian and Simon and Malcolm, and they all agreed. Um, mm. So it's... Yeah, well, they, they all agree you've got to dial the wind the right way. Well, yeah, no, I should have. <laughs> I should have taken. I should have taken the. Like they say, the you know the bullet doesn't lie, right? So I should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not necessarily. I'm trying to shoot fast. I'm not necessarily seeing it, but I'm getting getting the information from my teammates. Um, but yeah, just just silly, just silly. Um, I usually come away from an event with like a list of things to work on for the next one. Um. And ev- pretty much everything in this event, a uh, few positional issues where I could use my elbows on knees more, but yep. it's it's admin, it's getting my dope sorted, yep. it's it's making sure I'm applying the dope correctly, and then 
don't be an idiot with my wind turret. Um, so it's it's not so much the shooting. It's what is the shooting? It's but those so all those admin fundamentals. Yeah, um, not it used to be like I'm going to practice this sitting. I'm going to practice this mm. and that. Whereas they're not so bad now. Um, I've got to go back to the basics, which I thought I had with admin, and really get those solid um, to try and prevent myself losing a heap of points. Yep. So Cassie, managing your data. So if you had a couple of targets which you were needing to adjust between the two different stages, what approach were you taking in regards to memorizing it or did you have an arm bar going on or were you, and were you holding or dialing? What was kind of the game plan when you had three targets? Um, so I used the Strelic app. Yep. To get my get everything down, write it on my hand for each stage, and then just mm -hmm. wipe it off when I'm done to get the the distance for each target. And then just I was just holding if I needed to adjust. Um, at the start of the shoot, though, we had a little bit of um, we noticed I was shooting off to I think it was the right okay. uh, quite a lot. Um, so I was doing a lot of holding and just managing it. Yeah. Um, didn't do much, but um, we got a couple of shots off um, in between stages and adjust made some adjustments to the scope and managed yep. to sort it out for the rest of the day, which is good. Um, but yeah, at, and then because we we're a small squad, we had a fair bit of time in between stages to actually get ourselves set up and um, get everything down in the app each time. Mm. Well, mm. I, I think you've uh, pointed out one of the secrets of the hand method is you ideally try and wipe it off between stages yeah. because we had a few yeah. people who were running out of space on their hands and you could yeah. see they were getting confused as to what stage yeah. is what because they were running on their finger and everyone was getting up their arms. So, um, Graham, <laughs> yourself, I've, your method? I've, uh, well, I bought uh, off you uh, yes. one of the Armageddon arm bars many moons ago. But what I, what I got sick of doing, I've been doing this for years now, was what was cleaning, taking out, getting alcohol wipes and cleaning the the sharpie off. Mm -hmm. So I just put painters tape on now, the green painters tape. Yep. And I'll write my dope. You know, stay target say one, two, and a. Yep. And then distance, and then elevation, and then I'll put a little wind one next yep. to that. And um, next stage, I just put one on top of it, and it'll probably be like that for about a year. I just actually peeled it off for Torada. It was about that thick with tape. <laughs> Had that many different. Um, but some guys, and, and sometimes I'll do the same, and see, see, you don't actually even necessarily need an armbar, just painter's tape. Yeah. Uh, if it won't stick to your clothing, then you can just run a bracelet of it, not overly tight, obviously. Um, same thing, you just write it down, rip it off, do it again, and it, it's it's pennies um, to, to do. Uh, mm -hmm. That's one thing I've been doing for a while now, because same thing, I used to go on the hand, and then you'd read the wrong piece on your hand. By the end of the day, you'd have a full sleeve tattoo. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's one thing where I didn't. I've sort of got a system that I think works pretty well um, with with that. I haven't quite gone as far as putting dope up next to my scope on the left hand side yet. Uh, I can see some merit to it, but but what I'm doing on the arm seems to work for me. Well, I, I, I see they've got, yeah, guys have trend, they've got the boards in front of them, but I can still see with some of the stages, you'd smack it off halfway through moving from one place to another. I mean, yeah. I, I, did a, I did a similar thing that I, um, I had a white duct tape and mm -hmm. same thing, I, I just had my uh, SIG, so I would, I would range all the, the targets because it also gave me my drop and a one meter a second wind hold. And then I was writing it on that duct tape, figuring out my wind, you know, okay, right, there's my one meter a second. How much wind is going on? Do I need to put a 
cosine onto it because of a direction, whatever, and give my guesstimate, writing that all under there. And then I was ripping it off. And I was, I mean, I've noted on my XLR, there's like this just little spot just underneath where the scope sits on the chassis that I can stick it onto. So when I was getting behind the rifle, I just had my dope that I needed if I needed to refer to it right here and then just go on the scope. So same thing as putting it on the gun, but not having it out here where it's another thing to get knocked over. So, um, but yeah, talk to Simon about it. He suggested I need another bit of the white tape just in the middle of my glasses just to complete the look as well, you know, fix my frames <laughs> up because he, he's given me stick that it looked like my um, uh, foldable stock just needed a bit of tape to hold it all together. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked well. So yeah, I think I, I like that idea. I'll stick to it. I do see some advantage, again, to having that dope where you can see it. Yeah. Um, you know, less... If you're in a really tight time frame it's just like it's a second here a second there you know you do that seven eight times over a stage that mm-hmm. could be that last shot you need um well, yeah the, but the one thing i did note is most of the stages i dialed often i would hold but yeah. um i think there was one stage where it was a nice round 0.5 mil hold so I was like, all right, yeah. if I go to that stage and then I go to that stage, it's just 0.5, so I don't have to do anything funky. So I'll just hold for that one. Mm. I think I remembered too. I can't remember what stage it was, but most of them, yeah, I was just dialing. And like I said, I did in that one stage, I did not dial the, all the way back I needed to. I kind of just saw that the the 5.5 mil hash mark, I guess, and then went, oh, well, five, so seven must be two in front of that, but I still needed to go another zip round. So I yeah. hadn't come all the way back. So, I, I generally dial between, unless it's like a super tight stage and you've got maybe a target at 100 and maybe one at 250, then I might dial like a, a half dial or something to shoot both of them. But um, yep. with, with one, one, one zero change. But for everything at Tirada, I dialed. Um, just, yeah, I just, see how I do it. apart from the paper where I just held. Um, yep. It was it was it was easy enough. Like I said, the only, I mean, I guess maybe on the running stage that could have saved you quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, dial for the short one and then hold everything else. But I find myself I can sometimes get lost in reticles. Yeah, um, and so yeah. enough I dialed. It's exactly what I want. Well, that's that's what I figured. At least I knew if it was a round hold, I wasn't going to be trying to figure out point six point seven because that would be no, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So. Were, were uh, you shooting Miller radians, Kessie? You were, weren't you? Uh, yeah. 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 Did it make you a faster and quicker shooter than someone who was shooting MOA? I don't know. If <laughs> don't worry. No, no, don't worry. I need a, <laughs> I need a, I need a taking the piss emoticon. Um, <laughs> did anyone manage to shoot the no shoot? Yes. Both those. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, obviously, uh, this is actually where my lovely wife, Phoebe, did very well um, on the Hunter class. They had quite a challenging one. Uh, I don't know how what the distance was, 300 or 280. It was, it was a reasonable shot, uh, right. maybe. Um, and she, yeah, she did very well. Three clean hits on the orange. Um, piece of piss, actually. Um, and with some stiff winds coming through, like it wasn't. It wasn't in a sheltered area. It was um, very yeah. windy. So, and, and she, <clears throat> again, she didn't have any um, uh, hash marks in her reticle. She's running a straight duplex. It's a dialing scope. It's right. a Zeiss uh, HD5 Conquest, but it's the smaller hunting one. So you, you dial your elevation, capped windage, um, 
so she had to just hold and um she figured it out and uh and aced it quite well actually so um now now me on the other hand on the saturday uh so ours was around 500 meters 480 mm-hmm. five, whatever it was uh again <laughs> really windy um now I, I listened a bit to the, the squad ahead of me and and they were getting about 0. 0.6 0. 0.7 with with six millimeters creedmoors so oh, yeah. and then i dialed on 0.8 and i shot and I, I i hit the the right hand no shoot target just right on the edge which was minus 15 points and then i managed to to shoot the uh well just next to it so it ended up being a mill of winds that picked up or or something between them and me shooting but um i thought i had it sussed to us and then on the sunday i hit it again one more time but i managed to smash it a bunch and get some points back at least but yeah that was quite a hard uh no shoot that one but nonetheless very fun how did you get oh. on kerry uh well i had simon over my shoulder funnily so enough you sh- so you shot the white yeah yep. so he called a good solid center hit on the no shoot for me appreciated that and um <laughs> And then, then your brain goes, right, well, I'm going to sort this out. So then I think I did it again yeah. um, <laughs> or I missed. And then I did it. I don't know. It was not, not the best yeah. of stages. I'll put it that way. I can't remember if I was, I'm just quickly trying to look here whether I zeroed that one or not. But yeah, yeah some of those, those negative scores are, can be quite brutal. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't take much. In fact, we had a, a one of the squad mates shot those first because the, the stage was you'd shoot a, a Closer target, medium range target, and then the the ones with no shoots on either side of it. We'll describe it that way. So you had the first two to get onto the no shoot, and he shot the. F- he watched all of us. He went last. He shot the first two, and then he just sat there. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking, you got a malfunction? Or have you just, I was actually like, have you, are you? And I realized he was just like, I've just watched all of you guys basically zero a stage. I'm taking the points and screw you. But then he decided, ah, oh, stuff it. I'm actually going to give it a go, but managed to sink all of them over the top of it. So he didn't actually get any um, <laughs> negative points anyway. So I'm like, oof, oof. But he was trying to walk himself down onto, I think, onto get that wind sorted and then come down onto the target. Yeah. So valid, valid idea. But in the end, he managed to, um, yeah, actually, I think he got the top score for that stage of our squad. Yeah. Actually, I think that's what happened to Mark, the winner. I believe he... I think he missed. I think he missed most of his, or he might have got at once the the orange. Um, but yep. I think he just flat out missed several. Um, and again, so he walked away with a far better score than the rest of us who had um, hit the. Well, I, th- I think a few people that took that approach that like we'll sit it high above the target intentionally so we can nail exactly where our windage is and then just bring it down onto the target. And and if you're willing to put one into the dirt to do that then yeah probably not a bad idea it's because it yeah. you know my first one basically i got the wind call wrong and that put me onto a no shoot yeah so uh you know not not ideal but we live <laughs> uh i'm just seeing what other stages we had um uh the spinner anyone did anyone get it to spin do we I, know of anyone who got I, to spin? I don't think not so that I, I remember i am I, um, I wasn't close i'll put it that i way. shot the the spinner on the Saturday. Um, yeah. Uh, I've shot a spinner a lot, like a lot more than nearly everybody, to be honest, um, because I've got one at home. But uh, I've, I've, what I did, because I'm shooting a six mil on the Saturday, right? Yeah. So for me to get it to spin, I've got to really know what I'm doing, and I don't know what I'm doing. 
So I just shoot the bottom, right? I'm just going to max points because it's unlimited ammo. So I'll shoot it, and then I'll, as it comes back, I'll shoot again. So by the time my projectile gets there, it's come to six o'clock again, and yeah. I'll generally just stop the plate. So it's not moving. And right. I shoot again, and I find it's a real easy way of just having a rule. It stops the target swinging get too the, much. Yeah, Because yeah. you'll swing it, and your bullet will go straight underneath it. Yeah. Um, yep. So I just do that, and you just keep it sitting relatively still, and then you can just pump however many shots onto it, and uh, it's not particularly hard. Although on the Sunday, I had a couple misses um, mixed in there just to make my life hard. But, um, but I've, ne- I've never been able to spin one, um, not with a – well, never, but most of the time I'm shooting them with sixes or 308s mm. or something. But I haven't got the skill to time it that well, to be honest. So, well, yeah, Chris just in the comments has pointed out that's the PRC – did kind of well on that stage as well. Guys were shooting that or the slightly bigger, um, well, slightly more powerful or higher velocity rounds, I suppose. Yeah. So I think we, we've also seen a less and less, Simon Baird, tell us from the stats on what calibers, but less and less wind mags, ram mags, yeah. um, than there was, say, five years ago when I first started shooting the competition six years ago. Um, there's a lot more... Uh, yeah. Magnums, a lot more hunting guns pressed into service. Not that you can't at all, um, but now ma- majority of the rigs are purpose-built for competition, and they are in six fives or sixes. Like I was talking to Ian from Hardy, how many three hundred eight do you chamber now? And he's like, next to none. We just mm. don't do it anymore. Um, so it's it's these three hundred eight derivative cartridges. Um, so I don't think they're going to spin it without you really timing your shots and uh, hitting both top and bottom. Uh, but again, Jeff the PRC might do it. What was that? Sorry, Kitty. Jeff decided, just decided to grace us with his presence. <laughs> in the way to, in the, if you want to let him in, Kerry. Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to actually cancel him now because we've got you <laughs> and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it personally. Here we go. <laughs> oh, so now his internet's working so well that two of you can be on at the same time. Yeah, huh? you got really good internet now. Yeah. Hello, Jeff. Let's rename it. Or maybe not. Maybe it's not going to work for him. <laughs> Join the call. Yeah. He's just got his audio set up. Yeah. There we go. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Hello. hello. Good. Um, tired of hearing secondhand about how many things I missed. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got some tales of targets you hit? Maybe. No, not really. Oh, actually, so- there is one that I absolutely smashed. <laughs> um, unintentionally hit the frame. <laughs> I think that was the thing that Simon, yeah, I mean, he said it at the end. He hadn't really quite appreciated what all, what what was going to do when we managed to smash a couple of targets towards the end of the um, day. And, yeah, mm-hmm. there was on that last stage that we followed you on, that target was down. And then the stage before as well, I saw the frame had been broken. It wasn't down on the ground, but it was kind of um, quartering in some ways. Yeah, so. target seven. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm sure there was a lot of people out sorting stuff that it would have all been up. How did yeah. um, uh, now you were shooting open or practical on uh, the practical. Saturday? So then my next question or the next stage I was going to talk about is positional because practical, we had one guy, two guys shooting practical in our squad. Man, that was a long target from yep. a seated or anything other than prone position. I didn't even get to the last target. Um, I think I got, from memory, I got four hits on the, so two each on the 
first two targets. Um, yeah. But I didn't have enough time to get to the to the last one. Okay. Oh well, there you go then. Yeah, that was a. Uh, again, I shot it and opened the next day. But on the practical day, I did the same. I got the two hits on the first two targets um, from a. I think I did a sitting position, and then I had a shot at the as my time rapidly ticked down at the four or 500 meters, whatever it was. And I put it below it. Um, yeah, that was quite a hard uh, shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, think, squad, the squad ahead of me were um, packing up their tripod and he looked at my arc around and went, oh, you went open. I said, no, no, practical. So good luck, mate. <laughs> yeah, I shot it the next day and open and... Now, I forgot to take my big carbon fiber tripod um, and I was just ringing up my lovely wife. I managed to get reception because I got there early. She was going to bring it. Then Mark said, no, I've got my shooting sticks. Uh, I don't know how to explain these. Jeff's shot off them before though for like night shooting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you, you pull, pull a trigger and it quickly deploys two yes. or three legs. And so I thought, actually, these deploy quick. You can set them out low and wide. You just can't clip into them. But I didn't have Arca on the Sunday anyway. I just had uh, my Bugara. Um, so I ran the tripod, and that was the main stage where it was a huge advantage. Um, and, yeah, I set it low, so I had to set up my time. We had plenty of time. Um, and I just shot one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, piece mm. of piss, to be honest. Like, the difference it made, and this is with a non, like, clip-on Arca style, so this is a basic style, made it relatively easy. If I had had Arca, it would have been probably too easy, to be honest. Uh, um, yes, yeah. Yes. So, so we, it was cool. we, but I see actually as a in between. If you don't want to carry a massive carbon fiber tripod, which is slow to deploy, these I think they're called hunting. St- I don't know. Yeah. What they're called. I'll, I'll find out. I'll put up on Terranic long range shooting. Um, yeah, it's it's like Coleman or so. Yeah, there is a brand that do. Yeah, they're sort of camo, and they got like a little yeah. V at the top. Um, they were excellent. It's basically fast. almost like a hog saddle, kind mm. of, but you can't clamp it. Yeah. Um, so you just so you've still got to sit the rifle in there, but but um, and then I also use so that made that stage again. I still had to shoot well, but um, made a big difference compared to my attempt with no aid the day before. Well, we we had uh, Sean had been carrying one of Blair's forty mil like his behemoth carbon fiber tripods around the whole mm. day, and um, he had that, and he had a pair of shooting sticks because he just decided to carry everything up the hill, <laughs> so. Um, Primos, there he goes. That's it. That's it, Mark. Thank you. Trigger stick, Primos or Primo, Primos, Primos, whatever. But, Is that Mark commenting? Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll know they're his. So. They're his. So yes, they're his ones. <laughs> Mark's trigger stick, Primos, a uh, Primos. Um, so yeah, he had that. He just did it. It was interesting. He did it standing, and same thing, cleared the stage, and then I did it after him, and I did it sitting, and just used my day pack basically cuddled the day pack as my rear support and and had that on the front and um on the way home messaged blair and started organizing one of those tripods i don't think i'll get the 40 mil though because that was huge um but i can see one of the slightly smaller sizes it's bigger and heavier than the tripod i'm normally carrying around and yeah it was just a bit stable than than that tripod that i've been um running for it you know so, you know what? I, I carried my day pack the whole day. I didn't think about using it as support once. Uh, you were open, <laughs> so you, you could. You could. You, no, you're we, practical, so you couldn't have. Oh, true. Okay, yeah, 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 was, just mm-hmm. back, yeah. yeah that was yeah. the rules. Um, because uh, we talked about this. I talked about it with um, Carl and, and Ian on the 
Sunday because um, their their day packs have an Alice frame in them. Yep. So if you if you sit it in front of you, you got a shelf that comes up to if you're yep. sitting to chest height. Um, so it's essentially a a form of barricade. So I, I guess like some people said to me, "Oh, why aren't we allowed day pack in hunter classes?" Like we kind of got to make a ruling somewhere because you can get bags, which will give you an advantage. I know even Ridgeline do a bag with a big groove in it to sit a rifle in. So mm. um, I think it's just I think that's where yeah, why you just said no bags. Interest. Yeah, so you just bugger the bag off, um, albeit as it, it is what you hunt with, um, just to make it fair on everyone. Because like, if I could use a bag with a big frame, I probably would. Um, I never thought of it before till I seen the other guys. But. Yeah, uh, well, that's and I've learnt now with my like my tripod goes with me all the time anywhere. Not that I get out backcountry a whole lot, but if I do, it's going with me. So, but yeah, I just need to compare the weight of um, some of Blair's middle range tripods versus the one I've got versus that 40 mil. Cause that 40 mil was, it was all carbon fiber. It's light, but no, I would not be hauling that around the hills. Well, they're still see, big too, aren't they? The, the it's, big carbon it, fiber. it's a monster. It's, well, 40 mil tube. So it's a big, big, I don't know, yeah. 40 mil funnily enough. So, um, why, why didn't you have your tripod Kerry? I did. I, I opted to use the behemoth that this guy had been carrying the whole way around. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. So I set it up. I, I, was, I was looking at it and, and it had um, both both of them had the Arca Swiss and we I had an Arca Swiss rail. He's running Arca Swiss rail. So it's just like, I'm going to use yours. And same lock, um, had a quick look at it. I'm like, yeah, well, it deploys the same as my tripod. So it was no different than mine. And yeah, it did the same thing. And the height, just the only thing I was concerned of was whether the height was going to be jacked up compared to like I know the height I need to set mine to, but um, no, and it worked. So that was good. Were there any rules around sharing gear? Uh, my understanding of the rules was all the gear was off the ground at the start. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't leave your rifle on the ground when you throw tennis balls. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, you did that. I had a similar thing on the, the Sunday actually on, oh, it was the spinner. So I said I missed a couple at the end, and then I, so I went to grab my spare mag out of my pouch that uh, I got from Jeff, um, spare mag holster, and it wasn't there. So now I've got no more ammo. It's lying on the ground over next to my pack, which people are like just go grab your spare mag. But I didn't start the stage with yeah. that mag, um, so so I, I couldn't. You know, I probably could have pumped. I would have had time to pump another ten rounds down range and and, and get maximum points. But uh, same thing, I, I didn't have it off the stage at the start of the ground, so I couldn't go back and retrieve it afterwards when I needed it. Otherwise, yep. that would be cheating. Um, well, that's the thing. We, we, we had a talk halfway through. Like, after the first stage and the guys are like, we're starting with the guns set up or what? And I'm like, no, no, reading off the top, you know, all gear up off the ground. doesn't have to be all your gear, but the gear you want for the stage, let's all just, excuse me, play the same game, you know. Yeah. And it's good because it's the other thing. If you have everything set up, ready to go, then the timing that Simon has worked out sometimes are just a bit short. But starting, standing with the gear up, yes, you have to get into that position. And I, I enjoy that But That's the thing. That's what I enjoy is that setup and seeing how quick I can actually get into that position. And the, the thing is, so you, you don't have to start standing dead straight. You can have your bipod legs deployed. Obviously, you haven't been down on the ground and preset them, but you can have them fold it out you can have your dope on yeah but you now you, what you can also do you can be standing right but you can be crouching down ready to deploy your gear on the ground and sort of a hunched 
standing. Mm. Yeah, that's I do that on the uh, dash at stage. Same. Yeah, I'll, I'll now, have my I've, rear bag below, ready to drop. Yep, I've watched. I've watched Simon do right. So it's it's that's I never even thought of it before then because you're gaining a second here or there, especially on top again. Not a big deal on a three minute stage, but on a, a sixty second stage. Um, yep, it's just if you do this and you. You gain a second here by so having your your legs out, your dope on, and your chamber flag out. That's a common one to see. Guys will try chamber around with that. And you have yeah. your, your dope where you can see it, and all these things. And knowing where your targets are, all this adds up. You might gain five, ten, fifteen seconds, and then again maybe get that last target and get those points. Um, mm. Just there was one thing I was aware of which um, I, I adjusted because I I realised the way Simon wanted things to be done was sort of different to how I'd kind of be or I would I would normally do things. So normally, prepping for a stage, if I'm standing, I'm going to have the gun pretty much up in the air. Essentially, mm-hmm. I'm balancing it up here. But the problem is, of course, as soon as I put a mag in, he wanted it downrange, not pointing up in the air. Yeah. So that kind of shifted how I was doing things because normally I'd stage it, you know, the the bag in the other hand, plunk it down, plunk the gun on top of it. So now it's like, right, no, hang on, I've got to kind of hold it differently because I can't, you know, my pivot point's going to break my wrist if I do it. So, so Cassie, as a uh, as a takeaway or as a next time, what would you do different? Is there a different gear you'd want? Is there a different prep or practice you'd kind of practice? Practice, practice. Yeah. Wait. Are even you even just spend one just spend one day at the range would be good. Um, you did. You came uh, to my house. Yeah, you had one day or I one did, evening did, yeah. or a short yeah. section. Um, I think I'd I'd be keen to get a bit more involved in the development of the load and um, putting together the rifle as well. Just um, then you can make sure it was like zero properly setup. and talked up and all those things. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, he's not. Yeah, I don't talk about rifles. <laughs> <laughs> just leave an yeah. action screw loose. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah, we only had to make one adjustment. Oh, just the one. Okay, that's all right. You know, just the okay. one. You got one. Yeah, of no, the definitely. Controls. Yeah, definitely practice and get definitely get more involved. I mean, for the most part, I've previously just gone out for the fun of it, just to have a go. Um, but this, as much as I just went out to have a go this time it definitely got my competitive side going and I definitely want to um, be more involved and get a bit more competitive on the next ones. Well, I, I sort of think I'm big on the, you know, I'm really there. I'm paying attention. I'm doing a list of all the stuff where I cocked up. So I get competitive with myself. I'm like, right, you should have done that better. You shouldn't have done that. I'm not really worried so much about how other people are doing because they're shooting their own, they're shooting their, they're doing their own thing and i can't you know so but what it's like yeah okay i can i can behave uh, there's certain things i can kind of control and, and sort out and that's what i'm going to try and improve on namely dialing stuff the right way and big thing for me is just like all of us probably is working on those wind calls as well because you know it's not that if you miss that first round it's you can get the second one on but you have just lost that bit of time that you've, you've dropped shot basically so Mm. Yeah, the, the, I actually had reasonable luck with the wind, apart from dialing it the wrong way and, and having small discrepancies on the uh, no-shoots. Um, but do you know what helped? It was that wind meter that you've sent down to me, Kerry, that little basic Kestrel? Yep. So I'm putting data from the Kestrel, and it does atmospheric simming, to my phone, so I'm not running it all on the Kestrel. Sure. Um, 
but just having accurate and easy to use wind in meters per second. Mm-hmm. So you'd be a little bit sheltered. So I might add, a, a, you know, a touch on here and there, depending where I was, yep. but that made like my wind was actually pretty good considering how bad it was for the food, mm. not bad, but how windy it was for the two days we had. So, um, like it's all good and well using trees and stuff, but a lot of it's reasonably open sheep country. Um, so it's not that, that many shrubs around. So yeah, to be honest, that little kestrel, um, probably made get probably gave me 40 points on both mm. days just in uh, getting those hits and getting them a lot of the times on the first shot um so well it's you go through stages like you start off with wind where you're just blind out guessing what the hell's going on i was going from right to left i must hold some wind one way or the other and then with a kestrel or starting to figure out okay well if it feels like this the kestrels told me it must be this you know now i'm starting to get to the point because i've I had the kestrel out enough, but then you're like, well, the wind feels the same as the last time I had the kestrel out. And the kestrel said this last time. Yep. I'm in the same place, so it must be that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's so many it's times. It's like playing the game when you, um, you, you're you driving along the road and, and you what's the range to that? And then you range it. Yep. And you get used to how things feel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did one thing I've noticed is because I'm running it through my Straylock app, my Straylock Pro app, is checking i've got the wind direction correct yeah because if you just oh yeah here's the wind speed 90 degrees yeah like, cool so full value but it's only like a quarter value it's going to be wrong so mm-hmm. now each sort of stage each stage simon sets there'll be a ribbon on the stage marker peg so you've got a flat out wind marker right next to you most people don't realize it um and, and they'll actually set up forward of it can't look at it um, yeah. but if you set up next to it you can kind of keep an eye on it um as a bit of a hint um yeah it's but just getting that wind direction correct and and you'll what you shoot some stages you can just generally feel the wind but if you're getting into it you might start ignoring it um but like i'll be watching someone and they start off and there's quite a wind and then the flag will just drop even on the mm-hmm. weekend it'll only drop for four seconds it'll pick up again but and their, their shot will go off the side it's not always that simple to to be you shouldn't i mean be watching the flag but um there are hints around anyway, um, whether the wind's picking up or dying down. But it was, to be honest, pretty consistent across the weekend, the wind, um, uh, depending where you were. It seemed worse on the north range, um, I thought anyway. There was one stage that completely and utterly kicked my ass when it came to wind. I can't remember what. It was one of the early ones we had, and I was like a whole mill or i was just way out from where i thought Mm. it was but then the rest of them seemed to kind of at least for when we were shooting back off a little bit but yeah there was one early days where it was just as horrific and i was like okay this is going to be a weird day if i'm managing to be this far out but then after that it was just slipping it just off the edge for the the first shot yeah um so you guys we we all shot a frame and none of us would have had lava is that right correct Phoebe shot lava. I, I thought I had lava. Someone was behind me going, "Oh, that's interesting, Jeff." <laughs> it's weird, eh? It always turns up just when you, you know, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, how did it go as a stage for you then? <laughs> uh, well, we only had to we shot each target once. Yeah, and then moved levels, didn't we? Yeah. So I think I, think mm-hmm. I shot because there's no prints. You couldn't technically shoot no. off the bottom rung, which would have been simple. So, so what did you do? How did you how did you approach it? Because I saw uh, even in our squad, 
I had a different approach to everyone else, which in, in the end, I'm like, you guys all look like you made it really hard for yourself. But yeah, uh, I, what, was, what was your approach, Gray? I shot it from a sitting position. Um, bag under the, my small bag under the, actually your small bag that I had up for the day. Um, under the still, four and still do thank you Graham and still uh, yeah I won't even charge you rent while it stays at my house that's good thanks um, so anyway <laughs> under the rifle and then I used a sitting position which worked okay and then I shot a kneeling position for the next run yeah um, just trying to because we weren't allowed to use the size of the A-frame for support so you sort of have to use your elbows and your knees uh, can't remember I think I did okay on the Sunday I shot it obviously an open so I I took an extra bag in and, and, and I filled up the space between my elbow and knee a bit with the bag just to form a more comfy uh, uh, kneeling position anyway. And I'm not yep. sure what I did. I think I shot it okay again. Um, still challenging. Had reasonable um, distances with plenty of wind again. So, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I think I did okay most of the point. <laughs> <laughs> I should bring up scores. Well, I'm, I'm looking at him. So uh, yeah, I bet they probably got to. Yeah, you did. So the the second day, you yeah, you shot the same as what I did on the second on the first day as well. Yeah. Um, Cassie, how'd you go on that one? What was your approach? Uh, very did you, similar. Did to you Graham's. shoot? Did you shoot before or after Jeff? Was the other question. After. After. So yeah, you'd after. you'd assessed at that point. You didn't have to play the lava game. Oh no, I shot before you. I'm pretty sure. Didn't. Oh no, it was after because. You would have. Um, Brad shot before me. That's he was in Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I climbed. I was watching the guys um, shoot before us, and um, so I climbed in pretty quick. And yep. I actually quite enjoy shooting sitting down um, yep. and kneeling. So um, I can't. Doesn't mean my score was very good. I don't remember what it was, um, but I actually quite enjoy the positional stuff um, on the frames. Yeah. So you you had the lava expedition, Jeff. So you would have been also then shooting up high, probably. Were you in a standing, essentially? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I, I was essentially shooting in a crouching over standing position. Yeah. Um, with my hard arc rail against the frame. Um, I think if I got one or two hits, cool. It sucked. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I noted a lot of people were shooting it even in the the uh, practical open. They were standing basically. They were standing, or they were crouching, or they were they were on the outside of the frame, leaning over the the frame on the back and trying to get into a position. And I was kind of watching. And I'm like, yeah, but there's there's nothing that says you can't climb into the frame. And and same thing, mm. climbed into the frame, knelt or sat, and then I knew you couldn't use the sides, but you can use that back frame. So I just, um, which I think. I've seen that done before where people brace their backs against the back. Yeah, I, you just push back and then you've now got a brace there. Yes, I think filling in between, again, dragging your bag in or something to fill up the gaps in front of you would also help as well. But, um, yeah, I found sitting or kneeling in there was was quite good. And you just – you take I guess what it is is people panic when that timer goes off that they need to shoot really quickly. Whereas I'm like, no, if I take the time to get in here, I'll be more stable. So I'll take a bit mm -hmm. more time, but I'll get the hits. I guess. Yeah. And then I saw some crazy stuff being done by the hunters doing their lava tricks as well. So that was that's always impressive. That's always amazing, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, 
But what else we have? We had the tank trap, which is always fun. Uh, left-handed, yes, uh, Simon, all the left-handed people hate you for the way that one was set up. Um, just saying. <laughs> we had a whole squad of it. We're all jamming our guns into oh, us. Thanks for finding my rangefinder, my green rangefinder in the grass. Oh, your green rangefinder in the grass. Yeah, yeah. Um, other top tip for people is put a bit of a, la- a drill a hole in the back of your uh, chamber flag, put a bit of elastic on it and stick it around your scope. Because um, especially if you're holding, if you've slung your rifle up, chamber flags tend to fall out. I think I yeah. picked up I picked up your chamber flag or one of your squad mates' chamber flag nearly every stage, I think. Jeff? <laughs> who had yeah, the green chamber flag? Who had the squad ahead of us? Was oh, it? I was going to candy. Oh, okay, gotcha. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good little trick because it just keeps it, one keeps it in the chamber and two keeps it on your gun, so. Yeah, I, um, I've i got quite a few of Jeff's MDT um, chamber flags, but the trouble is they're green, so when you drop them in the grass, they just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I always take spears because people forget them, but I always, generally, because I, I haven't got one tied on at the moment, I lose them, so I'm always like, I've got to have like four or five <laughs> in my bag so i can just like shit it's gone um and, and another one that's cheap it's uh, uh i i i have several hundred of them here now because we give them out at the courses so i literally have hundreds and hundreds of the things when they come out so yeah 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 that's the one. and and the other thing i i still win the um um because there there's the MSC one, which is orange, and there's a police one, which is yellow. So I may have also acquired quite a few of them during their buyback where there was big bags of them floating around yeah. as well. The, uh, I did, when I was um, getting my guns shredded, I, um, the guy who was... <laughs> they got you a chamber flag, though. <laughs> no, yeah, the guy... <laughs> yes. um, the guy who uh, was clearing them at one... Because I went three times. He was gutted about these guns. I was getting broken up in his... Yeah. Oh, he's like a, he was a shooter, and he's like, "You want a whole heap of?" He knew who I was. He gave me a big handful of the yellow, just dis- dis- for destruction clearance, whatever yep. ones they were for. Um, so yeah, I do have a bunch of those. I think I end up giving a lot away because guys will come to my place and I just give them out. Um, because a lot of guys don't have them, and um, oh, that's yeah, that's exactly it. I'm I'm still interested. I always ask when when we do the licensing because a lot of the people who come have been shooting, and it's like, how many of you seen chamber flags? And you can instantly tell who spent any time on the range because they all put their hands up. So, can are anyone they used a lot in pistol? Sorry, in pistol shooting. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, sorry, no. Refro and Jeff is probably. I don't have my B anymore, so Jeff is probably more. Co- no, not pistol, but certainly the ARs were. But pistol, no, the guns are cleared. Yeah, well, it's okay, so sometimes if you're yeah. if you're Tara and the armor has got yours, it might come back with a chamber flag in it. But otherwise, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway, I just interesting. Yep. Uh, can anyone remember what the penalty slash starter stage was? I'm just reading the scores up here. I honestly can't remember, apart from the fact that I zeroed it. Apparently, what, in so fact, most stage? most of the squad zeroed it. Posi- uh, sorry, penalties slash starter mm, is what I've got it called one. here. Stage uh, one. That was the first. Um, the stage it was the first stage on north range so that was the um no shoot ah okay gotcha so so no shoot for open oh yeah okay got it i see there's another stage called spinner slash hostage so that's the but the hostage was the hunting i guess i don't know 
Yeah. Oh, he's, look at that. He's yeah, just, Hunt, he's Hunter, just the wording of there. Oh, no. <laughs> Hunter, hey, the, hey, he's actually got on the, other, on the other range. <laughs> I also spotted two spelling issues in the actual range, uh, the, the range book. I don't know if anyone else spotted that. I was muchly disappointed, Simon. It had got through the spell checker. I don't know what was with that. I think I think the word uh, I think it was targets was spelled tug rays at one point and um, stuggies or something as well. And now, remember. in Simon's defence, this is normally all final draft is finished on the Friday before the event in the evening. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like um, he's it's normally. 10 o'clock at night and he's printing these Hey, I, I wasn't going to stage like a protest <laughs> or anything based on the spelling. Yeah. But Although I did stage a protest when Mark thoroughly beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was talking to Simon before the scores come out about the upcoming uh, TD event, which I talked about on the day. Um, and I, his computer was there, so I looked at the score. I had it. I got, hey, I got a peek hey. at the score. Hey. Hey. And I see, so I go down to my squad, <clears throat> the squad I was in, sorry. And I was six decoy on Saturday, and I was like, oh, that's not bad considering the shit time I'd had. And then I looked down, and below me is Mark, and his scores, his, his placings in yellow. And I'm thinking, what the frick's got? Like, I know he was good, but and it said second, <laughs> it said second which was a, was incorrect. He was actually first, but yeah. Thinking, what the, f you know, what? Nah, can't have whipped me that bad and nearly won the whole comp. And, Simon, hey, he's bloody. And so I had to go stand by Mark after this and try not let on that I already knew that he was uh, uh, had done so well. Um, so so now he yeah he's he okay. Mark, so there's a photo of Mark come out right in the photos of him shooting his tack A one. Yeah, he signed it and sent it to me because he's the one. His tack A one or the photograph? I'm picking the, the photograph. The, no, no, the, the photograph. <laughs> he said, "Here you go for your wall because he." <laughs> Yeah, so I'm actually going to get it printed out and put it up in my office. I think you. I definitely <laughs> think you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a laugh. Um, yeah, yeah. Shooting um, a, just a stock tech A one, funnily enough. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, plenty of people. I said it to him on the day, and plenty of people say it as well. But I mean, again, major thanks, huge thanks to Simon, the crew, Hans for letting yeah. us the land, the, everything, and anyone who's involved. Um, I also have to thank everyone who came up and said hello. I have to apologize. I had a few people come up and introduce myself, and because I was mid-conversation, I would kind of um, say that, uh, you know, hello, but then carry on talking to the person next to me that I was talking to. So if I snubbed yeah. anyone, I do apologize. Um, yep. So it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so yeah, anything else about the shoot? I think we covered most of it. Yeah. Any final uh, thoughts, Cassie? I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be dun, back. Dun, 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 on the on the on the mm. average jazz live chat or at the shoot? <laughs> <laughs> I've, no I've already started building a next rifle in my head. Ooh. Is it going to be a six five? I'm um, thinking it's, it's going to be a 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, anyway. You should probably, anyway. probably have at least one, right? You don't. What's up with that? Anyway. Anyway, it's strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. considering what's down there. Yeah. As long as it gets on the target, I'm happy. Yeah. 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 Phoebe enjoyed shooting the 6.5, the Mauser. Um, so... I think that 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 lighter weight barrel is quite good. She she doesn't like really heavy stuff, so 
I don't know what I'm going to do there, but um, even maybe just a mouser or a tika or something. With a did um, did all of you shoot day two? Just, just as a, me. Just you? You no? Okay, that's all good. Yeah. So, did you generally found you shoot better having had a go at it, or did you try different stuff? Uh, I had I so the wind was similar, so I had an advantage with my wind calls. Yeah. Um, because it was so similar, right? Um, I shot a completely different rig, albeit one that was more familiar to me. I hate to admit it, I shot way better with my Bagara than I did with my new build. Um, whether that's... I, I don't think it's the gun at all. I think it's just me. But, um, yeah, but I, I think... So the, everything was just as hard, except, I again, the wind. I had an advantage on the wind. So there definitely was an advantage having shot the day before. Hence why my score was massively bigger than it was on in the Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it would count because I'd actually have a good bloody score for once. Yeah, you'd be Anyway, that's life. Okay. There's always how tapu and Jan. Yep. So is it, that's the next. Uh, got a how tapu Jan. Now you've got 22 shoots coming up though in December. What else is there in December? Simon's got his Taipei match in December. Yeah, cool. Simon's sold uh, out. How Tapu sold out. If you if you can't make minutes. it to twenty two shoot on the fifth, the CNIGC has their rapids in Rotorua on the same day. Oh, there you go. Are you shooting twenty two or rapids, Jeff? Um, I was torn, but we're going to shoot twenty two. Cool, mate. Um, yeah. So uh, as 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 those on the internet and the 30 people have messaged me tonight all disappointed how Tapu sold out. So Simon's event sold out in 10 minutes, which is <laughs> the new record in New Zealand for field shooting anyway. Um, and how Tapu last year held the previous record of like two hours. Um, there's already a big waiting list, but get on it because a lot of guys will they'll book into these events and then their family and life and all these other terrible things will get in the way. Um, so spots do open up. Uh, especially in the last two or three weeks. So a lot of the time, guys will get a spot. Oh, it um, does. We, we just, um, we were waitlisted for uh, Tokoro and we just got on. So definitely yep. do. Yeah. Uh, and then it's uh, TD in February, which is going to be another big event. And that'll, I'll release, I'll start teasing about it in the next week and then I'll probably release entries in maybe two or three weeks. Um, and that'll have a long range shootout on the Friday afternoon and then the main competition on the Saturday. Um, and, and it will oh, break up the 204 for that. Yeah, you can, you can. You can run a separate firearm from your comp gun. Anyway, uh, you can run a 50 if you want, doesn't matter. Um, there'll just be a Magnum and a non Magnum class. Uh, run a 50, say. Jeff. Yeah, if you want. It'd be noisy. <laughs> but but suppressed, though. Cassie's. No, you don't have to. <laughs> um, so now we don't are going to. For the most part, we always use the same rules, but we sometimes have different classes from Simon. We are going to have, obviously, Simon's heavily involved in, in, in my events. We're going to have the same classes and the exact same rules. So it's continuity across uh, um, Tarada, Hautapu, and the two RTD events will have the same classes. Um, and then, yeah, exact same rules because uh, it makes sense and it also works in with the range certification stuff that's coming in. So makes it easy and we all get used to the rules and yeah hopefully keep getting to do this in the future but yeah so rtd will get uh released i'll probably give it two or three weeks before i open entries and then we'll um we'll go from there 
uh, we expect that to sell out pretty fast too. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit the, <clears throat> the Friday night thing, you m- probably won't necessarily have to be shooting on the Saturday to shoot the Friday evening. We may cap numbers somewhere, but I don't imagine it to be as popular as the Saturday event. I don't think it will be anyway. But we'll see. Um, so, yeah, that's that's coming up. Now that how Topper's been released, we'll start working towards that as well. Yeah, so pretty busy few months, actually. Fantastic. It's good. No, it is good, isn't it? Remember, we used to have, like, Tarata, and that was it. And then Simon's built up these other great events, and uh, I've tried to supplement that a little bit, a, a small amount, <laughs> with Simon's help. But um, but now we've got a few. Uh, it's definitely not to the, the North Island level of numbers of events, but I think our events are super high quality and uh, are very South challenging. Island. Yeah, South sorry. Island? Did you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. I'm just. So so we've got the four major, um, three to three to four. It'll be yeah. four. Um, again, not as many, but they are quality events and um, all quite different as well, which is cool. Again, same style of shooting, but different terrain and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and then the again I've mentioned it before, but we'll have we had the winter shoot. We'll have that at some point. We haven't set a date for that. Yeah. Um. So that'll be the fourth in the series. Well, that's not series. Um, in the line of events, uh, again a little bit shorter range, only up to about six hundred five fifty six hundred. But it is a very different event from the long range challenge. We use a different direction on the property, and <clears throat> you. You're less in the nice manicured fields and hills. You're more in the scrubby crap and manuka and gorse. Is, is there quite... sheep shit though, Graham? Yes, of course, of course. I might even I might even pin a bunch of sheep in my area. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so there is there is plenty to look forward to. But again, when the we we always uh, Simon always teases when it's coming out, and then yep, I do the same. If you if seriously want a spot, you've got to be waiting by your computer nowadays. Uh, we, we can't have 200 shooters. Mm. We can only handle like 50, 60 in a day. So unfortunately, there's just not enough events still to, to cater for the huge amount of guys who want to do it. So, so just, yeah, try your best to get a spot. That's all I can say. Um, well, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, another news, your article has gone live on the blog. Yes. Yes, I haven't actually looked so, over it. Yes, but uh, that's all right. I, uh, no, my phone—I was logged out of my phone, and I was at work. You know, but I'll do that now. I guess. Good point. Go check it. Read your own article. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, I've got a rough copy here. <laughs> yes, you do, and I haven't changed much of it. I've just—I yeah. think I put the right photos up next to the right. Yeah. I did. I did name them for you. You, you did, and I was looking at it for a moment. I'm like, how do I tell which one's a six five, which is a six? I mean, realized you'd named all the photos. So, oh, far, yeah, good work. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. So that's 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 up. Um, I've just had the my I got my draft, my next article, and the next rod and rifles been approved. So that will be out whenever that gets coming out as well, which is on the um, uh, fourth rule of firearm safety: identify your target beyond all doubt. Cool. Um, I actually have another one mostly done. On the Valdada. Oh, no, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about having this yet, but the Valdada <laughs> Extreme Long Range Optic I've had for yep. a while. Um, if anyone's wondering, how's Graham shooting a mile with a 308? That's how. Because um, it takes a lot of up, I tell you. But um, yeah, so I've mm, 80% done that. And uh, that, yeah, so there's that coming up as well. If guys like Extreme Long Range Scopes. 
Fantastic. Uh, I think we're done for the Tuesday tune-ups. I don't think I'll be... Oh, maybe I'll put one up for December. I don't know. We had um, another three guys out on Tuesday sorting guns and sorting themselves. Uh, and then I've got the weekender coming up in December. So we did have a spots come available for that. Um, the the gentleman who had, had loosely booked it wasn't able to get the leave pass. So um, that spots become available for the weekend. So if people are interested in a weekend of, of shooting and long-range fundamentals drilling and that side of it and i'm going to break the whiteboard out so i get to do some theory side of it which i don't normally get to do yeah. um they can go look at precision shooter.co.nz and get the details there um yeah anything else cassie jeff last thoughts your internet seems to be working great i'm, I'm happy for you <laughs> yeah it's quite a bit better uh, no no last thoughts from me really um i keep promising to get new product up on the website and actually do things, but one yeah, day it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All right, folks. Uh, thank you very much. To everyone's tuned in. Um, we'll be back next Thursday. We'll try and come up with some subjects beforehand. So you kind of know what we're going to talk about. Maybe you never know. Cool. And who knows who might also turn up. So thank you folks. See you later. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.